broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I'm looking at John and I'm like, this really is the guy that could be the face of the NBA because he has the highlights, right? He's must-see TV, but he also has the game, but he also he relates to the culture. I think that says a lot. Hmm. Bruce, stay stand up. Uh, Bruce, stay I'm going to guess it's Kendrick Perkins. I don't think it was. It is. Oh, baby. So, hey, hey, Brian, let's go, let's go ahead and make that a button. So when I can call back to it some other time during slam poetry, that'd be great. That would be that nice. Was a, that'd be that, nice. was a, that was a great take. That'd be a good diversion. Just throw it to the, like a little oh, exactly. quick drop. Exactly. That'd be a nice button. Great take. Call. Great take there. Uh, what does he mean by that? I mean, I just like the, think the culture of... You know, uh, I think it speaks a lot because if you saw Allen Iverson's son, you know, did something with him in terms of, like, I think it was on Instagram... Um, and Iverson was always the guy, I've told this story before, but like growing up as a kid, it was either Kobe Bryant or Allen Iverson. And as a kid, Kobe was more of the flashy guy. He was the West Coast guy. Yeah. And, and Allen Iverson kind of was known for, you know, being short of stature, being that underdog and having that dog in him, right? He, he kind of had a fight for everything that he earned, basically. And I, I get that sense with John Morant as well. You know, I mean, if you follow John Morant's story, how he came to Murray State, what he's been able to do and then the first three years in the league, um, it's a great story. It's a great narrative, and people love a great story. So that's what I think they mean by, you know, he's representing just kind of the underdog and the hard work. Yeah, well, I also would say, like, culture of the kids is an important thing. Like, Correct. if you can adapt, if you can relate to the young generation yes. and, they've, and they're saying, wow, yes. like, that's pretty good. Well, and I think Steph Curry does that as Absolutely. well, but, it, but, but it's, in a, it's, it's in a different category. You know, like, we, we sit here and we watch Steph Curry shoot the three. It's like... He's, he's even human. Yeah. It's crazy. But we sit back and watch John Morant with these dunks, with these shots, and it's like, this guy's not of this world either, you know? And it's more of an athleticism thing than it is, a, you know, a, a technique and finesse thing like it is with Steph Curry. Both guys have their merits. It's just it's when you see Ja what he can do, it looks like the future of basketball. Yeah, and, and the next level for a guy like him is can he get it done on the big-time stage? Sure. Right? Yeah. And, I mean, not to say he hasn't really had the chance much yet, but can he elevate his career to that? Because... Listen, there are people that do phenomenal things, but we still talk about winners and losers and clutch gene and all those other things, right? That's one more way to elevate his game and then hit a different kind of level, maybe than everybody else because he's winning than the others are. Without a doubt, and, and especially of all places like Memphis, right? Well, Memphis, is, they've had some quality teams they in have, the past. Man, it's, it's been Grind okay. City, but like, let's be honest, it's, it's Memphis, you know? Yeah. And, and for one player to kind of come in, and, and that's what like I think is so romantic about this and just how the draft plays out. One player can make that much of a difference. Yeah. They're a great team without him. Don't get me wrong. But he's come in. He's changed that city. He's changed that team. All it takes is one special guy. It's actually pretty cool if you think about the NBA in that regard, right? Your guy Giannis in Milwaukee yeah. stayed there, yes. changed the city, changed the landscape. Not the sexiest of places to go in the NBA. Sure. Memphis the same way. Yeah. If you look at really a team like Phoenix mm -hmm. and what Booker's been able to do, yeah. uh, I think you could say this about a Dame Lillard in Portland. Yep. Like Those are not like, hey, I can't wait to go play for those kind of franchises yeah. in those cities, these yeah. big markets. where Bron obviously had everywhere. Cleveland for a while. And you know? he did. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. so he had Cleveland. So uh, that Brian's is kind of cool. Yep. That is kind of cool to see some of that. Yep. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Brian Middleton here at the TPC Sawgrass. One talk, uh, more NBA with slam poetry. We just don't want to scare the kids that are here I right know, now. There's, there's a couple people out here. It, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, it's a live performance Yeah, uh, coming up on NBA slam poetry. So, but before that, I just tweeted something out. Did you see the story where Evan McPherson 
apparently the kicker for the Bengals, and I think the long snapper too. Okay. That he watched the Super Bowl halftime oh, yeah. show and didn't go. Oh, like, Brad, where you been, man? Oh, where was that? Sorry, I didn't oh, yeah, see until like the uh, last couple no, of days. Oh man, it happened right after the like was the that a fake show. right after? Yes, yes, he was sitting there. That was the picture was like a. Big, but I know, but I, it was me at the Super Bowl. People were talking about it like crazy. Yes, Brian, um, can you back me up here, Middleton. You remember that? Yeah, they were showing him during the halftime show. They yeah. were talking about it. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe it's back because I think the special teams coordinator was quoted as saying people still have an issue with it. Oh, so no. maybe that's why, like, man, give me a break. Maybe that's why it's back in the news cycle. Sure, but sure. I don't remember it coming off the Super Bowl, to be honest. <laughs> but but I think that's why it's back in the cycle a little bit because yeah. somebody said, like, not everybody's cool with it still in Cincinnati yeah. that that happened. Yeah. Like, what was the reaction then at the time? How do you feel about that? I mean, I think people just... I mean, for the most part, what I saw, people just kind of laughed at it a little bit because... Because it's a kicker. Well, you're, you're the kicker. I mean, Scobie, he's told this story before where he, he didn't really do much in the locker room yeah, yeah, at that yeah. time. And, like, when you're, as good as McPherson, yeah, and when you're as good as McPherson is, who really cares? Well, that's the thing. You know Doesn't he have the ultimate, did you, like... Did you hear the story when he... Who did he have the game winner against? Uh, Tennessee? Uh, the Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear the story with that? Nah. When, <laughs> when they got to whatever he kicked the, the, the ball from... But um, he was so excited, like they got the ball down there, and, and he's going in the huddle to you know the call and to say what it's going to be on. And before he like broke the huddle, he goes, "Congratulations, guys, we're going to the AFC Championship game," <laughs> and then kicked the game winner. Really? And it was like a pretty really? impressive. I forgot how long it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was, it was I yeah. think it might have been. He kicked a couple fifty yeah. overs, I think. That but day. like, but, but as he was like calling, he's like, "Oh, by the way, guys, congratulations, because we're going to the AFC Championship game," and then kicked it. <laughs> That's awesome. Money. That's cool. Money. Yeah. That's so, good stuff. That's so, confidence. By so the way, as far kid. as I'm concerned. Watch as many halftime shows as you want, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of agree, yeah. but it just is a little seemingly outrageous. Like, you're a part of a team, I and you're sitting there outside. Well, Brent, I mean, it was a halftime show about halftime shows. <laughs> Can you really blame him? He, he's like, like, he's like, he's probably like, hey, guys, be mad all you want, but you missed it. Yeah, and no, I saw the live sure. performance, and yeah, they say it's one of the best ones ever. You just saw history. Like, if this was Maroon 5, I would have went a little early. I would have got me a hot dog and went in early. We're talking about Eminem. We're talking about Dr. Dre. Yeah, man. I guess the there. big thing is at least he didn't miss a big kick in the second exactly. half. That because you bad. know it would have been a thing. That would have been bad. Like, And by the way, how stupid would that have been if he missed a kick in oh, the second half? We would have been like, it's because he watched halftime. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but we're dumb like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. We all are. Not just me. Not just you. We all are. Absolutely. And we would be talking about it. Yep. So, um I don't know. Seriously, guys, I don't know how I missed that story. I yeah. just saw it come back up because, again, I think there was a special teams coordinator that basically said it's still not sitting well in Cincinnati Yeah. from a teammate standpoint again. But kickers are different. Just leave, yeah, I leave mean, that listen, Scobie's been very – he admits that. Like, like it's not real. There's like 40 – there's like 50 people on a team. McPherson got you to the Super Bowl. You know yes. what I'm saying? So – uh, until he proves me wrong and misses one, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Hey, it's kind of clearing out now. It's clearing out now. You like this? I, I love it now. You set the scene for so, one day. You know, they have Military Appreciation Day coming up. Uh, yep. Kelsey Ballerini yep. will be here on Tuesday. That's right. But honestly, think like a live performance of NBA Slam Poetry. Do you think she needs an opener? <laughs> opener for you. You think she needs an opener? Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can. Because usually I go, I go like nine verses. I can go get twenty something verses. You know what I'm saying? We can do like a mid season. We can do like a mid season recap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that I mean, good. give the people what they want. Yeah. Hey, Brian Middleton, are you ready for NBA Slam poetry? I'm not sure you've experienced this before. I have not experienced it. I just want to make sure. I have your uh, have your music ready. Is oh, there anything else I need ready? Brian. 
Um, Brian, all I need is ready is your mindset, because I'm going to need some good vibes coming from you. This is a very vibe-oriented um, segment here, right? So, so it, we snap? Yes, well, do, do, we, do we golf clap here or do we snap? Do you want a golf clap? Ah, well, whatever, whatever you're feeling, man. Maybe I, I, I just want you to explore the space. Yeah, yeah. I'll golf clap. How about yep. Middleton snaps? Yep, and then, Brian, usually when we turn out the lights in the studio, no no need to do it now, but turn out the lights in your mind. In your mind, yeah. Be, be open to this. Get, get in the club. You got me, dude? And and also a little mm. A little mm every once in a while. Once in a while, when you like something. Yep. All right. Now, now hey, hey, if things get a little too crazy, there is, remember, there's like the, there's a, there's a health thing in the lunchroom. Like, what do you call the, the defibrillator? Defibrillators, yeah. If you, if you get too vibed out, go ahead and defibrillate yourself or call for somebody, because uh, I don't want you to get hurt here. We good okay. to go? I got you. All right. <laughs> Man, Brad, look at this background. Let me come great. on, dude. All right, ready to roll? Uh, well, listen, uh, I don't have to be ready uh, to roll. Uh, right, I mean, go. I'm golf clapping. All right, all right. NBA Slam Poetry was out last week, but we back after a little vacay. Hey, someone check on Zion Williams. Is he going to play this year? But more importantly, how much does that dude weigh? <laughs> Man. Mm. Speaking of weight, Luka Donich may have that dad bod, but dunking on Dwight Howard, sir, I beg your pardon? It appears the 76ers have forgotten how to lose with Joel Embiid and that dude James Harden. Good team. Good team. Nice drink getting poured right there. Knicks have been hanging out in the trash like some roaches. Eradicate! Bucks out here gaming, winning like Madonna. Holiday! Celebrate! You get that one? I got that. <laughs> I got to know what was going on. Holiday. Over there. I got that bad one. I just got freaked out. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <clears throat> the Slim Reaper is back. The Nets full strength in the Big Apple. They got their core. But someone better bring that some caution tape. Move it back. Move it back. Hey, Ben Simmons, can you space the floor? You been watching him? <laughs> no. Dude, probably haven't seen this. <laughs> Guys, hugging players out there. Spread out, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. All right. Pandemic's <clears throat> over. All right. Lakers in shambles. Call them Taylor Swift because they're never going to get a ring. I'm a killmonger. LeBron is the Black Panther. I'm pointing at LeBron asking, Hey, Middleton, is this your king? Oh, oh I'm getting the camera. You hear that one? You see Black Panther? You know I'm going with it. Oh, man. That's a Bible alert. That's a Bible alert, Brent. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, you got the button? Oh, my alert himself. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, let's bring it back in. We got a couple more. We got a couple more. Whew. You know what time it is. It's the damn greatest hits break out that John Real Bowen game after game. He's going verbatim, leaving people in absolute shock. Like Brent's distaste and his trash takes over Jason Tatum. Why do you hate the guy so much? I love Why do you hate him so much, Brian? He's no Larry Bird. He's no Larry Bird. Dude's under 25 years old, killing the league, and Brent Martino hates it. It makes no sense. Back-to-back John vibes. I'm giving a one-two going for that knockout blow. Did you see his dunk? Hey, who gets higher, Ja or Snoop Dogg before a halftime show? Mm, oh, mm, man. Mm, He's got vertical, Brent. Bars. He's got vertical. Bars. Snoop Dogg. All right, man. Oh, man, Ja Moran. I'm switching styles back to back to back. Fives and Namsky endorsed by Fred McGriff. Dude's about to get more MVP, po- MVP votes than a combine expert going, I don't know. His hips look a little stiff. <laughs> no sand in your All pants. Right. And this no is, sand in your pants. No sand in your pants. <laughs> And that, and that was this week's uh, edition of, oh, oh, there's another slam. This week's jaw field, jaw too real. I'm going for four, but he drains threes. Hey, mom, look at me performing at the players. Good luck trying to follow this. Kelsey Ballerini. <laughs> no. Good luck. Yeah. Good, Good luck, Kelsey. Hey, Kelsey, mic drop. Good luck for that. We're here for you, Sorry, Kelsey. Sorry, Kelsey. My bad.
All right. Well, hey, everyone's clapping we, too. Hey, we at least cleared the stage for you. Oh yeah, Kelsey. Yeah, we cleared the stage <laughs> and some guy a little scared. Yeah, We're all good. you probably scared a few I more than a couple of people well, there. Well, Brent, when we go back to back to back to back, John Morant. Hey. I mean, what do you want me to do? The golf course doesn't know what to do around here. <laughs> like, where are those things coming from? You better believe it. Whew. That was terrific. Thank you very much. Very man. good work. Thank you, Brian. Sorry, I got you a little bit, man. That's all I told me. You got bars. I didn't realize that you were, you know, you were spitting like that. Yeah, well, I mean, I have a lot of time in the morning show to do stuff, so <laughs> yes. that's, that's what I do. <laughs> you know, I mean, Highly updated. I can, I can only listen to Olivia Rodrigo so much before I got to do something else. Uh, yeah. So much fun. Hey, yeah. did you see the um, Grayson Allen going back to Chicago tonight? Yeah. Uh, does Chicago have to worry about a little premeditation here? <laughs> did you see some of the reaction out of Chicago? No. I guess, I mean, I've seen some, but, like, I haven't. What was it, Tristan Thompson? Do you see that, Middleton? Uh, yeah. I think it was Tristan Thompson with the quote, right? Okay. Like, something like, not afraid, a little blood and sweat, or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. But yeah. basically, at least words-wise, over the last 24 hours, have tried to set the scene for like sure. we haven't forgotten. No, for sure. But, you know, because it's interesting in sports. Like, people don't forget. Like, in baseball... Even that, like the hit by pitch stuff, they'll remember like six months later. They'll remember it next year, but yeah. not people. People don't usually talk about it. Yeah. And I thought that was a little bit different with Grayson. Grayson's not going to have a lot of defenders given his history, both from college and NBA. Of course. And this all goes back to the Alex Caruso foul, and it was a hard foul, and a lot of people didn't like the foul, and, and probably well, rightfully and he so. Got hurt for right? Yeah, he got hurt, and yeah. Billy Donovan didn't like it. Yeah. Um, but again, what's interesting to me here is that you don't usually hear players say in the media prior to a guy coming back what might happen could happen i'm not saying it's never been done but it's a little unusual in my opinion yeah i mean you know i think if it's any other player even like a markeith morris who's been you know he's had some drama follow him every yeah. once in a while um if it's every other player i i think eventually it gets squashed but being Grayson allen and, and having the history that he's had um, it definitely takes it to a new echelon. And, yeah, I think – I don't know, like, what's going to become of this. I don't know what's going to happen. They, they play tonight, right? It's tomorrow. I think it's tonight. It's tonight. They play tonight. Um, I don't know what's going to happen on that court, you know, because you still have two very solid teams vying for, you know, playoff positioning and all that stuff and, and standings. But, you know, I think if, if you're Grayson Allen, I'm going to say is keep your head on a swivel, young man, because I think they'd be going for you a little extra hard tonight. Yeah, and I don't know what that means. Like, you know, that's my point. Uh, if Grayson Allen, Grayson Allen, by the way, can, can really dunk it, right? I mean, if yeah. he goes up for a dunk, does that mean someone's going to follow him? Are they going to be very physical with him when he has the ball? I mean, what can you do? Yeah. Like, again, in baseball, you can throw a fastball into the guy's ribs yeah. at 98 miles an hour. And you can't really do that in basketball. Now you can... You can get chippy enough to where you throw down a little bit. Yeah. And we don't see a lot of basketball fights, but we could get a fight. I mean, is that where it's going to be at? And I kind of think, what do the Bucks think about this, right? Yeah. By the way, he's played very well for no, Milwaukee. No, no, he's, he's filled in very nicely um, for, for Milwaukee. I mean, I think they're happy he's to have him. He's found a nice home there. Yeah, they're absolutely happy to have him. You know, his, his three-point capabilities um, adds another wrinkle to that Bucks offense. Well, obviously, with Giannis driving to and dishing, it, it's just, you know, it's, it's going to be how intense does it get and – you know, I'm just hoping that nothing major becomes of it because I'm selfish. I'm a Bucks fan, and I don't want to see anybody from the Milwaukee Bucks get ejected and maybe have it get suspended. Because, I mean, heaven forbid, Giannis Adekempo, who's like the ultimate team guy, sticks up for Grayson Allen, and then you know, I mean, the guy can throw a punch from half court and hit somebody on the baseline. He's got that much of a reach. <laughs> All right, so it sounded only... like a little NBA slam poetry extension. <laughs> a <little> extension. <laughs> like, yeah. P.S. No, I'm just saying, that, hey, the, the guy's got some reach. I wouldn't want to fight him. You kidding me? Yeah. I mean, here's the other part of this. 
I think Billy Donovan's a really classy guy. I don't, I don't think. I, now he didn't like this at all. Like he thought it was really bad. Like he was very outspoken about it. Yeah. But I want, like he is not. I don't think the guy that's going to add flames to the fire here, uh, or, or fan the fire a little bit here. I think this will all be player driven. And the, by the way, the players control a lot of that, depending on how they want to act and, and what they want to do. You did say, though, I mean, well, it's not like if somebody loses this game, they're not going to make the playoffs. Like, this isn't like a playoff series. But they're no. both coming down the stretch in a playoff, and they're in prime position. So they probably don't want to do anything stupid that sets that off. I just think it's really interesting. I, I don't think I don't know the last time I remember something like this in the NBA where, like, I seriously feel like we could get something almost that feels premeditated tonight <laughs> with Grayson Allen. Yeah. And again, Grayson, Grayson is the is is really, in my world, I said this countless times. I, I don't know Grayson very well. We've we've covered Grayson enough, and 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 talked to him a, a few times. But in my world, like where I come from, in, in broadcasting and local broad, like you celebrate a guy that is really good, yeah. like a local guy that's really good. And he was at Duke. And he was really good. Yeah. And he was an he's in the NBA and he's doing well. Like you root for those guys. But the rest of the world doesn't seem to root at all for Grayson Allen and there's been instances. You can't deny it. <laughs> so <laughs> this gentleman walking by us was like, Yeah, he didn't root for him. But it's just an, it's just a <laughs> wild dynamic in my opinion in our because you want to root for a local kid. Yeah. You, you can't find anything to say too you many know, nice things about him. It, it, it's so crazy. Not because, locally, by the way, but I'm no, saying yeah, in, his, yeah. in the national landscape. It, it's it's so wild because you praise a guy like Giannis because of how hard he plays, yeah, right, and, and how much he plays the game the right way. And, and Grayson Allen is a lot like that where he does play hard. Right? Yes, he does, he does play very hard. But, yeah. but, but unfortunately, there's a fine line between playing hard and getting caught in the emotion and then being a liability to players. And playing dirty. And, and, and that's, I mean, yeah, that's a good way to say it, playing dirty. That's an easier way to say it. And that's where he's at right now. Yeah. You know, and I get it. Accidents happen sometimes, but this the, the, this has been this has been an ongoing thing. Well, this has been your trademark. Yeah, whether it's been premeditated on his part or where it's been purposeful, the bottom line is now he's, he's lost that battle because perception yeah. says he's a dirty player. Yeah. And, and that, you, I mean, that now has followed him. Do you think like, a guy getting down with can sue? We don't really talk about Dom Kinsu being a dirty player. Not right? anymore. Do, used do, to. Do you think there's going to be a real – I mean, obviously, he just had a recent one with Alex Caruso. But, like, do you think eventually he could turn that around or is that going to follow him until his playing days are over? I think I think he's, he's kind of made – and you know me. I'm not a big on this stuff. Like, I never thought Tom Brady with the flake gate would yeah. follow him, all that stuff. Like, I think it will be a blip on the radar. I'm not so sure that's the case. I think you'll always say Grayson Allen from Jacksonville, great player, excellent athleticism, uh, has done what maybe wins a championship with the Bucks and helps him. But you'll always say tripping, yeah. foul, controversy, dirty player. Like, it always will follow him and be a part of it. And by the way, a guy like Christian Leitner, that happened to him, too, in a different ways. Yeah. Like, not the same stigma. And he did all right with it. True. Made a lot of money off it, probably. <laughs> and he lives right here in Potomac. Uh We'll be back. We're live from TPC Sawgrass. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. the opposite of what you envisioned. Has that been hard for you, especially considering your stature, your credentials, to to absorb? Um, what did I envision? I suppose I would imagine some wins. I mean, you say, based on what I envision, I want to know what you think I envision. I would have put, I mean, you envisioned coming here and winning a championship, or at least being... Is the season over? 
it certainly isn't on. Is the season over? No, sir. Thank you. I had no expectations. Uh, the last four years of me, I've been on different teams four times. So my envision of kind of thinking everything's going to be peaches and cream, I don't. That's not realistic. That's not life. That's an exchange with Russell Westbrook. We'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes. Brett Martineau, Austin Lane, back here at TPC Sawgrass, the stadium course. And we're in Ponte Vedra. There might be a little bit of buzz about the local basketball team, the Ponte Vedra High School Sharks, as they will play for a state championship tomorrow in Lakeland. Right now, Kevin Wordy, the coach of the Ponte Vedra Sharks, joins us. We had James Collins on from Jackson yesterday. They'll play for a title tomorrow as well, and the Sharks have joined the fray looking to bring home the hardware coach. Thanks for taking a couple minutes to uh, set the scene for us. What are you guys up to right now in Lakeland? Oh, thanks for having us, and I appreciate the opportunity. We just uh, returned to the hotel from a, a, a practice and a uh, quick shower change and heading out to a team dinner. Awesome. Uh, what's for dinner? Forge Garage. Boys right. kind of love that barbecue burger mixture. So um. yeah, there we go. Uh, that's good. Good stuff. Hey, well, uh, what a that was an incredible game. It looked like uh, yesterday. You guys hang on for the win. Uh, what a run this is. Tell us a little bit about it. Did you expect this at the start of the year? Uh, a run it's been. Um, these boys continue to amaze me every single day. Um, from an expectation standpoint, um, we knew it was there. We knew we, we knew it was in the cards. Um, our vision is to get 1% better each day, and, and I think they've done that. They, their opponent is themselves. We constantly play the Sharks, and if we're improving um, individually, um, we're improving as a team, and, and they just continue to get 1% better each day, and here's where we sit. Uh, it's pretty cool to play for a state title. Uh, you guys are doing it a little bit different. I've seen some of the stories about your lack of size, but you obviously play a really good fundamental basketball. You got, i got to believe the chemistry is really good. Uh, you go pretty deep. I know you go at least seven deep that, that could really hurt the opponent. So, I mean, are all what what is the key ingredient here as you guys have made this run and, and have a chance uh, to win a state championship tomorrow? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with, um, you know, the, the unity and the chemistry amongst the team. Whether you're 15th or, or number one, the respect for each individual is, is equal. Um, and our 15th guy is just as important as our number one man. And the accountability for everyone to show up to practice um, to get to get better and push the next guy, that bond and that friendship, um, my stomach's still still hurting from laughing on the bus ride over from Emory Riddle. To, uh, <laughs> Lakeland on Wednesday hearing these boys on the bus. I took their phone away from them um, for the bus ride and, and just forced them to, to bond together and get their eyes off the screen. And I'm glad I did um, because some of the things I learned that I can keep and take to the grave still gets me chuckling. That's awesome. Brent, you listening as your eyes are on the screen right now? Yeah, they you, are. You can put on this interview on, on social media? No. Um, <laughs> Coach, you know, has this been in conversation for a while, like even when you were, you know, doing your team goals and everything? Has this game coming up tomorrow, has this been on your minds, or have you been more of the mindset of one game at a time and let the chips fall where they may? There hasn't been a practice that's gone by that we haven't pointed to the wall of the state championship banners that hang inside the gymnasium. and and missing from there is, is boys basketball. Mm. And um, getting to the state championship game has always been the ultimate goal, um, and we continuously talk about that daily. Um, so it's front and center, and um, you know, just excited and humbled and, and grounded that we got the opportunity to go compete for it. 
Kevin Wordy with us, the uh, Padavidra Sharks head basketball coach, play for a state championship tomorrow against uh, Martin County. What do you know about them, Coach? Honestly, I, I know nothing about them. <laughs> yeah, I got to see them play a little bit um, in front of us yesterday, quick, athletic. Um, they're going to get after you. They're going to get up in your shorts. They're going to pressure us. A um, lot of ball pressure, a lot of pressing. Extremely well organized and well coached. Have a lot of great stuff. Um, you know, they got everything, right? And, and everything you would expect out of a state championship game, we're going to get to Matt tomorrow. Um, and, and we would want nothing more than the toughest battle um, to cap it all off with. And hopefully it you know goes the way we want. But we have a fierce opponent, um, and, and they're going to get to the 10. They love to get to the glass with the dribble, and then their off-the-ball guys are going to crash, and they're going to crash hard. So we take care of the ball, and we box out. Um, those two things go our way. I think we have a good opportunity. Coach, I think uh, I've been here 14 years. I think about Ponte Vedra basketball, always pretty good now. And I think uh, Bud Beach, I think of Bo Beach, obviously played overseas and had a great career at UNF. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story and, and uh, what's your background. And uh, this has got to be a pretty cool ride for you, too. Oh, great ride. Um, and i got to give a huge shout-out to Coach Beach. He's been a tremendous mentor my three years here, and it's unfortunate that he's still in the building to help me. Um, my wife was a cheerleader on his championship state team 20 years ago, so she wow. reminds me wow. um, that That's she has awesome. a state championship in the house. So um, I grew up uh, up in Chicago. I played in the Catholic League at Brother Rice High School under a phenomenal 30-year coach, Pat Richardson, who watches our game film and continues to mentor and chef and coach me to this day, and I'm fortunate for all the minutes he gives me. Um, I went to a D3 school in central Illinois called Millicent University um, and was fortunate to get seen by the Naval Academy um, during that time playing there, and I was able to transfer to go play at, at Navy uh, for a few years under uh, Don DeVoe, who, who wow. did a quick stint. I didn't know this, but he did a quick stint at Florida. So for all the Gator cool. fans that are out there, Don DeVoe was my coach up there for a few years, and I'm um, just fortunate to get the opportunity to coach in PV. is, is such an honor. Um, I went back and coached at Lincoln Park High School, downtown Chicago. Um, a lot of thoroughbreds, a lot of athletes, and then I helped out back into the Chicago uh, Catholic League. That's really cool. Uh, Kevin, we're already with us. You got your uh, pregame talk set? You thinking about that tonight? <laughs> you sleeping tonight? You, you got? What's the message? I got one word from tomorrow, and they know what it's going to be. It's going to be win. That's it. All right. That's it. That's good enough. Keep it simple, man. Hey, go get it done. I think it's a 5.30 tip-off tomorrow in Lakeland. We'll be keeping an eye on it, and uh, hopefully there will be a nice victory parade on the way home on a Saturday night for the Ponder Reader Sharks. Thanks for jumping in. Good luck, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me. You bet. Uh, that's Kevin Wordy. Awesome stuff. Uh, yeah. I love it. I'll see these uh, state championship potential teams and so many good teams. There's so much talent in the state of Florida to get to this point. Is, is really, it feels like it's happening a lot over the last couple of weeks. It's not a common thing. Like, it's hard to do, especially in the state of Florida, in a lot of sports. So, uh, good luck to the Sharks. Good luck. Uh, Bradford, by the way, plays tonight. They're, like, right on the edge of our viewing area. Uh, I'm sure they can hear us on ESPN 690. So, the Tornadoes play for a state title tonight in 1A at 7 o'clock. And then uh, Jackson will try to bring home uh, Duval's first state championship in boys basketball since 2004. Coming up tomorrow afternoon, I believe that's a 12:30 tip. So, Action Sports Shacks primetime all weekend long, Saturday night, Sunday night, 10:30 on Fox 30, 11:30 on CBS 47. All the highlights from the championship weekend in boys basketball uh, coming up this weekend. We played the that sound right there, that exchange 
And, uh, Brian, did you say there's more of it from Westbrook, or is that basically most of it that just happened? Yeah, that's the the meat of the exchange right there. Well, let's do it again anyway. Let's reset just in case people are jumping in. And Brian actually brought this up. I thought it was a pretty good idea. Like, me, who has a background of asking questions and in the business, you as an athlete, yeah. and I think his thought is, you know, is, is it a fair question? Is it a... Um, is the exchange okay? Let's yep. take a listen once again uh, with Russell Westbrook involved here. Everything's the opposite of what you envisioned. Has that been hard for you, at, especially considering your stature, your credentials, to to absorb? Um, what did I envision? I suppose I would imagine some wins. I mean, you say, based on what I envision, I want to know what you think I envision. I would have, but I mean, you envisioned coming here and winning a championship, or at least being... The season over? It, it certainly isn't on. Is the season over? No, sir. Thank you. I had no expectations. Uh, the last four years of me, I've been on different teams four times. So my envision of kind of think everything going to be peaches and cream, I don't. That's not realistic. That's not life. So that is uh, Russell Westbrook. Obviously, frustration uh, seemingly on both ends. Frustration to cover the Lakers this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and frustration true. to be a Laker yeah. uh, this year. Uh, you know, Here's real quick thought on for me. I don't really have that big of an issue with the back and forth there. I think you're going to get that sometimes in broadcasting. What I sometimes I don't like when the temperature raises in, in uh, news conference settings. Okay. Like so, I'm not a big fan of that. And I don't think it was too much over the top by the um, reporter, but you could almost tell that he's the one that got annoyed and started to kind of be a little sarcastic there uh, in the tone. Russell Westbrook you're referring to here. Uh, or, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, I thought even uh, oh, when he the asked the second, like, win a few more games. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, says, yeah, like, yeah, win a few you. more okay, games. Okay, yeah. You know, rather than, well, what do you mean by that? You know, because it's basically like he got defensive because Russell Westbrook pushed back at, at him. Yeah. And Which, so, I, listen, I think it's fair for the athlete to be able to push back, and you don't have to be sarcastic and stuff. Just explain the question a little better. No, I'm, I'm happy that Russell Westbrook did do that because as a professional athlete, it should be in your predisposition. You should be programmed to think that we're not out yet. You know, if there's still games to play, we play to win those games. And the last thing you want to do, if you're Russell Westbrook, is say, yeah, I envision we'd probably win more games. I don't know what's going on. What are they going to say then? They're going to say that he quit on the team. You know, they say, oh, he, he's already checked out. And, you know, you want that narrative being written about you. So what Russell Westbrook did was stand up for himself and stand up for the team. There is still a lot of games left. They can still go to the playoffs. And theoretically, they can still win a championship. So I have no problem with what Russell Westbrook did here. He stood up for himself, his manhood, his pride. Call it what you want. But he stood up for his teammates most importantly. Yeah, listen, I don't have a big problem with it either way. Sometimes you have those exchanges. Uh, and, and there's a lot of frustration around that Lakers team right now. And they are – listen, in today's world, if you talk about the NBA – you're talking about the Lakers yeah. because the Lakers are a big logo, and much like the Knicks, you want to talk about how much of a train wreck they are, mm -hmm. and especially because LeBron is on the Lakers. That's train wreck city. So, like, that gets clicks, gets views, gets people talking, and I, I have heard that so much now in the last couple of weeks. I'm almost like, okay, can we put the Lakers aside? They're just not that good. Right? Yep. Let's wait until something actually happens instead of trying to make something up about them. But all the big teams are, can be like that. The Yankees can be like that. The Cowboys can be like that. And so that's just kind of our news cycle now. I think Brian said Captain Rick is on uh, right now. Yeah. Uh, let's get to Captain Rick, Florida Sportsman Fishing Report. Sorry, a little late on you here. Captain Rick, hope you're having a good Friday, man. Yeah, I really am, Brent. I, I appreciate it. 
Uh, I can't see you getting in a hot-headed conversation with an athlete, by the way. You may be the best at talking to him I have ever heard. Um, official was good today, Brett. The, the worm hatch, the Palua worm hatch is over. Uh, they're fairly gone. Redfish were back with the feed bag on today. David said they fit very, very well, that he had his limit, and most of the other guides uh, had their limit of redfish today. So apparently we have had our hatch for this spring. If you are traveling southbound on 295, I highly recommend that you avoid the Dames Point Bridge. I just witnessed a very, uh, I think there was eight or nine cars in the pile up there, so don't do that. Offshore today was okay. The bottom fish bit pretty good. There were a few grouper caught, a few mutton snapper caught, and good on the vermilions and trigger fish. Haven't heard from the trolling boats yet, and I can tell you why. They're having a rough ride home just in the last hour, hour and a half. Out here at the uh, at the mouth of the river, the wind's picked up to about 17 knots out of the northeast, and it's uh, gotten foggy, gotten difficult to navigate. So our boats are a little late coming home today, but we will certainly have the report tomorrow morning on the Florida Sportsman Show from 7 to 9. You can count on us being back with another fishing report on Monday. Brought to you by CSS Landscaping and Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing. Thank you, boys. Thanks, Captain Thank Rick. You. Have a good weekend. Came for the fishing report. Got us a little traffic report, too. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's Captain Rick. 7 a.m. tomorrow morning on ESPN 690. More on the fishing scene. I wonder if you catch anything. If you go in here, go a little fishing right now. Gator, you think? Some gators in there? Uh, there usually is one floating around. It's good nice. for TV. I bet. Yeah, yeah. It's Florida, man. It's on brand. You know one of the great, well, by the way, one of the great moments here at 17 from a TV standpoint. NBC did a really good job with it. It was, it was one of our favorites. Uh, I'm not sure you guys will remember it, but some, some people listening might, be, uh, might remember it. There was a turtle. Okay. And they did, like, a slow-motion shot. Like, the turtle was, like, leaning over the edge. And it was like, was well, he going to go in? Oh, nice. Is he going to go? Is he going to go? Is he going to go? And it's like, boom, he goes in. No and it's almost like a golf ball hanging on the edge. Sure, sure, you know, sure. There's some great symmetry there. Yeah. And uh, now, NBC did a really good job. Was it a graceful dive? Oh, yeah, it was pretty okay. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, was, it was good, so as he, I remember. So. He, he knew what he was doing. It wasn't like he found like, a cup of beer. Yeah. He slipped out of that. Yeah. Okay. And I think, actually, like, the fact they slow-moed it down okay. and stuff, okay. it was like they built the drama. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was pretty good. All right. Uh, we take a break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Put a bow on the show with, if you missed it earlier, one of the big stories of the day, or really two, the speed at the Combine. But Amari Cooper potentially available. Are you surprised the Cowboys might move on? And could the Jags, and should the Jags be interested? Let's end with that on ESPN 690, live from TPC Sawgrass and the upcoming Players' Championship. Brian Middleton here. Listen, if you're a fan of Action Sports Jacks with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane, then I have a treat for you. Every Monday and Thursday from 6 to 7, your Sports Talk Fix gets one more hour of greatness with Action Sports Jacks Overtime with Casey Kurtz and myself. We're breaking down local and national sports and with segments like Cash It or Trash It, Vague Headlines, and I Said What I Said, every moment is action-packed. So remember, every Monday and Thursday after Action Sports Jacks, stick around for Action Sports Jacks Overtime from 6 to 7. Right here on ESPN 690. I mean, truth is love, right? So if you don't, you know, you got to be honest with yourself to really say that you love yourself. And, you know, um, one thing that I, I really took heed to was really, you know, looking myself in the mirror and being able to say that, you know, everything that I have coming to me is, is for a reason. Everything that I do is for a reason. I'm really intentional. So just going through the process, I made sure that everything was for a reason. I had a plan and now just getting the right people around me with pure hearts to help me execute that plan. I think that's Kayvon Thibodeau, and if it is, sounds like a super mature dude. Yeah. 
you'd be correct. Um, good to hear it. I like it. I like listening to that young man. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane. Brian Middleton. Middleton, doing a good job this week, man. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Hey, man, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, so uh, hopefully uh, all goes well for Casey Kurtz yeah. as he gets married on Sunday. And then uh, I think Casey will be back with us on Wednesday. Uh, Brian's going to hang out with us Monday and Tuesday as well. So cool. we will live from the players today on a Friday as the temperature has seriously dropped some, like, 25 degrees. The sun yeah. has gone down. It almost looks like it's going to rain. One, I don't think it is. quarter zip right now, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's almost – it looks soupy out here all of a sudden. It does a little bit. And uh, really weird a how hazy, it changed. A little hazy, yeah. But uh, anyway, it, we'll see what the – this is what could happen in March. Again, the, yeah. the conditions could be interesting next week. It's not supposed to be, like, just gorgeous all week. We know that for sure, how much rain we get, what the other conditions are. But I think this is a great sign of – if you come out next week in March, even if it feels 80, 82, 85, yep. if you're going to be here late in the afternoon, you might want to have a sweater handy. Or, a, or an umbrella. Or an umbrella, too, yeah. if you need Although, it. I did you use umbrellas? Uh, actually, can you get umbrellas in here? Oh, I think maybe not. You, huh? I think you can. Okay, yeah, I, think I'll, you can. I'll bring them. I don't use uh, umbrellas anymore. Yeah. Uh, but the fan shop open tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. and Sunday as well. You don't need anything special to come in. Uh, just come in uh, the Palm Valley Road way. And uh, you park in the lot and you go shop, 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. And it has nothing to do with a ticket for the tournament or anything like that. So uh, pretty cool they opened that up. They've been doing that for a few years, and and uh, there's a lot of good stuff inside the fan shop. Hey, UFC coming up uh, yeah. this weekend. What yep. you got? Is it a big one? So it is a pay-per-view card, but I will I will be honest here. In terms of pay-per-view cards, not the biggest one. we got UFC 272 uh, coming to you live from Vegas, 10 o'clock start time for the main card. Hey, Brent, you know what's going to happen. Check your local listings. Check man, your make local sure. list. Uh, but the, the, the ESPN main event, Plus. Yeah, ESPN Plus. But the, but the main event. Event is what people are talking about. It's what's getting the eyeballs on this one. Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal was Jorge Masvidal, who, who Brent's, um, you know, we both had, uh, you know, a run-in with him at the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, Brent, Brent can be seen in the Jorge Masvidal clip of him <laughs> yes. and Kamaru Usman. I'm forever in one of his promos. Forever immortalized in the, in the greatness of the UFC. I'm trying to get there. Brent's already there, man. Beat me to the punch and hasn't even, pun intended, by the way, beat me to the punch and has never even stepped foot inside of the cage. thrown a punch. But it is what it is. But he'll be taking on Colby Covington now. You know, what makes a good fight, obviously, is the skill sets, but it's also a great story. Mm -hmm. These guys used to be teammates. Um, there was a falling out, supposedly, with Colby Covington. Uh, essentially got kicked out of American Top Team, one of the biggest gyms in Florida. Jorge Masvidal stayed in the gym. Uh, and needless to say, they used to be best friends. And now they genuinely hate each other. Um, and they want to tear each other's heads off. So, and Covington's super polarizing, right? Colby Covington is super polarizing for a couple of reasons. He was known for his big rant that he went on against Brazilians, uh, or I guess Portuguese, you would say, um, when he was fighting in Brazil. Uh, he was not too kind to them. Um, he definitely has a lot of political beliefs as well that sometimes get announced, and that come up people the wrong way a little bit. So a very polarizing figure. Either you love him or you hate him. After his last fight against Kamar Usman, he kind of turned over a new leaf and kind of showed a different side of him, a more respectful side, but he is full-blown Colby Covington for this fight. He's definitely playing the bad guy again. Jorge Masvidal, a.k.a. Street Jesus, grew up, you know, on um, street fighting with Kimbo Slice, has definitely a die-hard, hardcore fan base um, who love to see Colby Covington get knocked out. 
Colby Covington's the heavy favorite here for a good reason. Okay. Um, he, he's improved his striking drastically, but he's got nonstop cardio. One of, one of the best gas tanks in the UFC, and he's got the wrestling, which can definitely neutralize the striking of Jorge Masvidal. If Jorge Masvidal wants to win this fight, it's going to have to be on the feet. It's got to be with that one-punch knockout power. I just think Colby's way too much with them. Um, you know, it's an interesting bet going back if you want to put some money down on Jorge Masvidal to get a KO. That's how he's going to win. But Col Colby Covington, they call him chaos for a reason, man, and he loves to throw the kitchen sink at his opponents and take them down. But it should be a good fight nonetheless. A lot of drama, and neither fighter wants to lose this one. So that's a headline uh, yeah. coming up on Saturday night in Vegas. Uh, meanwhile, the headline of the day uh, is Amari Cooper. Yeah. And Amari Cooper looks like he's going to be available. And so much now since our show, like reports have come out, uh, earlier today, the report came out that they're ready to cut him or release him when the league year starts in, in a week and a half or so. And then during our show, reports coming out of, hey, they're ready to sign Gallup, who's yeah. got an ACL, but they're ready to sign him and Cedric Wilson. And that's why they're ready to get rid of Amari Cooper and that big deal. Are you surprised that the Cowboys are, are moving on from Cooper and maybe keeping the Gallops and Wilsons? So I'm extremely surprised. Like, I get it. The, the, the depth is in your favor, you know, but keep in mind you're going to lose probably um, Knox. No, not Knox. That doesn't matter. Uh, Schultz. Schultz. Schultz but they, there's some talk they could franchise tag him okay, if the money possibly. is right. But And listen, I respect the dude to death, but why wouldn't you let go of Ezekiel Elliott? I thought that, too, today. That's the first thought that came through my yeah. mind. Is that Jerry Jones doesn't want to look bad in that signing? Especially? I don't know. I mean, okay, if you let him go, I guess you look bad, and that's fine. But are you trying to win a Super Bowl or not? Jerry? I know. You know like, now, listen, I mean, they do have other wide receivers. I mean, they've got C.D. Lamb. They've got Wilson yeah, who came on. Yeah, they also on. have Tony Pollard, and you can always get a running back well, in the draft. And that's what I would say, too. And, yeah, and, yeah. and by the way, I think the Cowboys are better off without Ezekiel Elliott. Like, I think, I really believe Ezekiel Elliott is holding back the Cowboys. Yeah. One, from a mentality standpoint, that they're not, they want to say he's the number one guy because well, of his contract. Of says he's so the number one so guy. They try to force feed but he really is. Like, he's just a guy. Yeah. So, I'm a little surprised, and we believe, hey, the Jags should at least throw their name in the hat here and at least pursue, gotcha. to some degree, Amari Cooper, right? He he would really be a nice weapon for Trevor Lawrence. He, he immediately comes in as by far the best wide receiver on the team. He would have a bona fide number one. Yep. And listen, you can draft two guys. You don't necessarily have a bona fide number one. You can bring back DJ Chark. He's not a bona fide number one. Yeah. You can go get Allen Robinson. I'm not sure everybody would say he's a bona fide number one. Now you get Devontae, you get Mike Williams. Uh, and even him, he hasn't been a bona fide yeah, number one, but uh, you're think, asking him yeah. to be if you get him. And I think in terms of consistency, in terms of when he's on the field, Amari Cooper has been pretty damn consistent. Yes. So he's definitely a guy you want to take a look at. All right, so that will be a story to follow as the combine continues this weekend. We'll be back at the Players' Championship next week, of course. And again, Action Sports Shacks primetime this weekend, 1030 on Fox 30, 1130 on CBS 47. For Brian Middleton, Austin Lane, I'm Brett Marno. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you on tonight, uh, TV tonight and all weekend long. Have a good one. Hey, hey. Hey, hey.